Welcome to the Top 5, where I discuss my top 5 takeaways from each week's NASCAR race. This week, Sonoma. Hello and welcome to the Top 5. I'm your host, Connor. And this week I will be sharing my top five takeaways, my quick hit thoughts from the race at Sonoma. But before we get into the podcast, I'd like to invite you to take a moment to go on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the top five, all spelled out. Also my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the top five. And share with me your thoughts if you disagree or agree with anything that I have to say. This is a quick podcast meant to just briefly break down the race and hopefully provoke some thought. So while you're listening, jump on and let's have a conversation about NASCAR. So let's get into this week's top five. Number one. So For starters, uh, Clint Boyer wasn't in the booth this week. They said he was dealing with personal matters, so whatever that means, I hope the best to him. Um, They had Larry Mack fill in, which was great, and they had Tony Stewart in the booth. Now, this was Fox's last broadcast of the season. In my opinion, Fox does the best of the broadcasts. Um, I'm not the biggest nbc fan i like junior but i'm not a big fan of uh uh the play-by-play guy whose name is escaping me at the moment but i i don't care for tony stewart i I have a sour taste in my mouth about tony stewart i didn't like him when he raced i thought that he was a really arrogant and and selfish uh i've never liked him in interviews or anything he's in and not to mention he did kill a guy that still bothers me the fact that he literally killed a guy got away with it because he has a lot of money and now just goes on like nothing ever happened really annoys the hell out of me and i don't want to i i hate anytime i bring that up i get detractors or people who disagree it's plain and simple tony stewart ran a guy over and killed him there's no more nuance to that that needs to be discussed those are factual events that happen so that was kind of a a bummer for me um i've been a fan of sonoma and i i didn't know this going into the race that they got rid of the carousel i like that a lot it was weird watching the race that they went from turn four to turn seven but it is what it is uh and then the other thing is i was very taken back at how small the crowd was usually one-off events like sonoma Watkins Glen, uh get a big crowd i understand when a track has two races a year and fans pick and choose which one to go to but these one-offs typically have large audiences i'm not sure what the tv ratings were so i don't know if it was down on all fronts or if it was just happenstance honestly i don't know um but i was kind of bummed out to see that so those are my my initial pre-race takeaways let's get into the actual race itself number two so early on there wasn't a ton of action in this race early on um 
Hamlin locked up his right front and slid into Blaney and immediately got on the radio and started uh, apologizing. Uh, I thought that was quite funny. And I thought that Blaney's response when he said, his spotter said, Hamlin says he's sorry. And Blaney said, oh, sure he is. I thought that was pretty, pretty funny too. But after the week that Hamlin just had, where he made Ross Chastain's day a living hell for making a mistake, and then karma comes and bites him, Hamlin, the next week, he gets into a guy. I thought that was pretty, pretty good. Hamlin is kind of making himself a bit of a, uh, a villain. I know he's kind of always been hit or miss, but he's been acting. Ever since he became a team owner, it's like he's emboldened to act a fool. I don't know if that's really the most accurate way of putting it, but he definitely seems different as a driver in the way he reacts to things since he's become a team owner. And speaking of his team, Bubba Wallace blew up early, which you don't typically see at road courses. You don't see motors typically blow. Um... So that was a bummer for him. For some reason, people seem to like that. I was on social media during the race, and a lot of you mouth breathers were jumping up and down that Bubble was out. I still don't get why people hate him, but what are you going to do? Kyle Larson won stage one. Early on, looked like the favorite to win the race. And then there was really just nothing. Honestly, this was kind of a boring race, if we're being honest. I, I... I always thought Sonoma brought good racing, and maybe there was mid-pack, and I just didn't see it, but it seemed like every time I looked up at the leaderboard, there were huge gaps between uh, between drivers. Uh, Ross Chastain took a spin. That was a bummer. And then another odds-on favorite to win, Chase Elliott, caught his his team caught that a wheel was not properly installed as he was leaving the pit, which is smart, good for them, uh, because if not, it's a major penalty for, for race suspension for the crew chief and tire changer. Uh, so he came back, and they fixed it. However, he pit outside of his box, so he had to uh, start the next stage from the end of the longest line because he couldn't do a pass-through penalty with so he came to pit at the end of the stage, meaning when he left the pits, the pits were closed. So couldn't do a drive-through, which is probably beneficial to him. He would have lost a lap. Uh, instead, had to start at the end of the line, but that's pretty much, at a road course, especially like Sonoma, that's pretty much the end of your day. So that's a, another odds-on favorite that uh, they had a rough day. Uh, and then Joey Logano won stage two. And with no fanfare or excitement, I think he was up five seconds when he won stage two. And that was the excitement of the middle parts of the race. Like I said, this one is going to be a bit of a challenge because I don't have a ton of things to, to report on. Um, however, let's get into the end of the race. Number three. So stage three was largely uneventful. Uh, with 28 laps to go in stage three, Kyle Larson lost a wheel. So, as previously mentioned, Chase Elliott's team, you know, barely stopped him from it. Uh, Larson didn't. He he was on the track, lost a wheel. That will be 
That will be curtains out for uh, his crew chief and tire changer for four races, which is huge at this point in the season. I can't imagine what that penalty will be like. If a team gets that penalty in the playoffs, uh, that could be it. That could be their chase to win a championship. Just wild. Um, but so that signified or was significant to me because I realized with 28 laps to go in stage three, the caution came out for that Larson losing the wheel. That was only the second uh, caution due to event. The other cautions were stage ends. I think that that, that really speaks to how uneventful this race was. And now there were other spins, but with a track so large, like a road course, a driver could spin, get their car right, and get moving without really causing any issue. Like I mentioned Chastain spun earlier. I don't believe that brought out the caution. He just turned it around and got moving. Uh, and then lastly, Daniel Suarez won the race. I believe he won by like four and a half seconds. I mean, he was way up. Um, but good for him. It's always fun to see a first-time winner. I, I neither love nor dislike Daniel Suarez. I think he's a fine driver. He's just not my guy, is what it is. It was cool to see all the fans there celebrating. And I liked the, the Mike Joy line. Sometimes nice guys finish first. And you could tell after the race, especially on the cool-down lap, every driver couldn't wait to get up and, and congratulate him. So that's cool. That That's great to see. Good guy. Congrats that he got the win. Um, on what was largely a snooze fest of a race. Now, we have 36 of these. They can't all be exciting and down-to-the-wire finishes. I get that. And some of them can be boring with exciting finishes. I, I get that, too. This race, unfortunately... And I don't mean to be so pessimistic, but this race was flag to flag boring. So with that, let's get on to my fourth takeaway. Number four. So this is the part of the season where pretty much every race, every show, everything you read about NASCAR is going to be talking about the playoffs. There's 10 races to go until the playoffs start. And there are currently four spots that are filled by drivers making it on points alone without a win. So there's a, a good chance. And by the way, these drivers that are currently in the playoffs on points without a win are Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, and Eric Almarola. I can see any one of those guys winning any one of the next 10 races. So there's a decent chance that uh, we see a driver with a win not in the playoffs. Also on the verge of making the playoffs is Kevin Harvick. I can't imagine that Kevin Harvick's going to go the whole the next 10 races without a win. The current playoff standings in order are Ross Chastain, William Byron, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, 
Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, and Eric Almarola. So I think these next 10 weeks are going to be absolutely bonkers with drivers moving around. One thing that I saw was the playoff standings prior to Suarez's win and the playoff standings after Suarez's win. And it moved so many guys around because Suarez went from, I think, 23rd in points to 7th. So it is going to be quite a a crazy lead up to the playoffs. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see not only who gets in, but where certain drivers get in. Um, Chastain, Byron, Logano, Hamlin are all sitting pretty with 12 or 13 playoff points. I, I think they'll stay atop the leaderboard. But Austin Sendrick has one win, and he's got six playoff points. Uh, same with Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Kyle and Kurt Busch. Both are, are lower on, on the playoff point. So this could be really, really crazy. I'm excited to see it. And speaking of, looking forward, my final point. Number five. So normally on my final takeaway, my fifth point, I look forward to the next race. But on this one, I and I will do that, on this one, we're also looking forward to a new broadcast. NASCAR makes its annual change from Fox to NBC, where we get to watch a lot of commercials, and sometimes they put on the race. Um, I, I love Dale Jr. Dale Jr. was my driver. I, I'm a huge fan. But man, Rick Allen is... He's a tryhard, in my opinion. He speaks in a manner in which... He he sounds like he's trying to be a broadcaster rather than Mike Joy, who basically just speaks. And by that, I mean, I think if you sat down for dinner, Mike Joy would sound the same as he sounds in the broadcast booth and Rick Allen would sound completely different. So kind of bummed about that. I think NBC is I know commercials is always a complaint. But I think NBC is the worst when it comes to the commercials. So we'll see how it goes. They'll they'll bring us all the way to the end, all the way to the championship. We're hopefully insert driver here. For me, it's Joey Logano is standing on that podium. Uh, looking forward on the racetrack, though. This week is off for Father's Day. So it's a bummer. Um, after that, we have Nashville last year, Nashville weighed their triumphant return and we were told how awesome it is. Now here's something I've learned in, in the marketing and hype of NASCAR. When something is cool and good and awesome to watch, it it just is. When you're told about how awesome something is, it's usually because they need you to think it's awesome. Nashville produces pretty mundane racing. Uh, I've spoke to people that went to the race 
last year, and they said that they were far from uh, able to host such an event. So we'll see. See how it goes. Obviously, I'll be watching. Hopefully, it's a great race. Hopefully, there's crazy amount of action. I am going to predict that Kevin Harvick gets the win. And so you can take that to the bank. Bet on it. Bet your house. Bet your paycheck. Bet your wife's paycheck. And when it wins, cut me off 10%. And if it loses, hey, you shouldn't have been betting anyway. So thanks so much for tuning in. Like I said, before you forget, please, please, please go to my Facebook.com forward slash the top five. Patreon.com forward slash the top five. And actually, I think on Facebook, you just need to search the top five and you'll find me. And share your thoughts, even if the even if they don't necessarily agree with me. Let's have a conversation. So thanks so much for tuning in. This has been the top five. I am coming.